You're listening to the Harris Beach Podcast, a show that explores evolving issues in the law and how they shape organizations, the way business is conducted, and how we live and work. The information provided in this episode does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials are for general informational purposes only. Thanks for listening. Here's today's host. Hello, and welcome to the Harris Beach Podcast. I'm Heidi Schulk-Gregory, an attorney at Harris Beach and co-leader of our cannabis industry team. I'm joined today by my colleague, attorney Megan Feenan, who like me and our fellow cannabis teammates has immersed herself in the changing New York cannabis landscape. This is an exciting time in adult use marijuana space in New York state. Last month, more than 80 plus small farmers received conditional cultivator licenses. This means plants are going in the ground and recreational dispensaries will have product to sell when they open later this year. Megan, thanks so much for joining us today. Things are really heating up and we wanted to give our listeners a chance to get caught up on recent cannabis developments, along with a look of what's to come. Before we get into the specific questions though, I'd love for you to give our listeners an idea of the firm's background and experience in this space. Sure, well, thank you for having me. Um, I'm a member of Harris Beach's cannabis industry team, which is a multidisciplinary team across the firm, handling all things cannabis. We started out with medical marijuana back when the legislation passed in 2014. And we're lucky enough to represent the number one scoring applicant in that application process. And then transitioned into the hemp legislation and the farming and retail dispensary issues there. And then recently, New York, as you know, has passed adult use recreational cannabis as legal and is currently in the process of setting up a structure to regulate and manage the growth, processing, and sale of that product. So we've been busy meeting with people from across the gamut in the industry, cultivators, processors, retailers, distributors, you name it, and getting them best prepared for the application process. Thank you, Megan. Fantastic background. So let's dig into some specific questions uh, that we're hearing from our clients, prospects, partners, and, and others in this space. And we can start with license availability. What types of conditional licenses are currently available and what makes the license quote unquote conditional? Sure, so the Office of Cannabis Management decided to sort of kickstart the process with a conditional licensing system. And what makes the licenses conditional is that they're only available and they're only enforceable for a short period of time. So they've set up three different types, a conditional adult use cultivator license, a conditional adult use processor license, and most recently, a conditional adult use retail dispensary license. The cultivators and processors must apply by June 30th, 2022, so that deadline is is coming up quickly. And if awarded a license, the license will only be in force until June 30th, 2024. At that point or prior, conditional licensees who are in good standing will be eligible to apply for and receive a full adult use cultivator or processor license. Likewise, the conditional retail dispensary license 
are still in the regulatory process, but we do expect those licenses to also have a moonlight date, at which point they'll convert into, or at least the applicants will have the opportunity to convert the license into a full license. Megan, why would New York State implement a conditional licensing program and, and not a full condition and not a full licensing program from the start? That's a good question. I think New York State recognizes, first off, that it needs to get the program started if we're going to see some movement in the near term. Uh, just practically, plants need to get in the ground in order for them to be grown and be able to be processed and distributed in time for a retail sale. So I think the Office of Cannabis Management was aware that the cultivators and the processors really needed to be addressed first before any type of retail system could, could actually put in place. On the retail side, the legislature is committed to supporting and carrying out the legislative intent of the Marijuana Regulation and Taxation Act, which really makes it a priority to support social equity applicants. So the conditional retail program addresses those goals of uplifting and supporting social equity applicants looking to get into the space and does so by implementing this conditional program first, where the social equity applicants will sort of get a leg up and be able to be the first ones that apply for retail dispensary licenses. Okay, great. So given that, who's eligible for a conditional cultivator processor license? And then were those initial licenses that we heard about being awarded back in April and then earlier this month in May, um, who, who did those go to? Sure. So in order to be eligible for a conditional cultivator or processor license, the applicant must have held a valid industrial hemp grower authorization license issued by the Department of Agriculture and Markets and be in good standing under, under that licensure. They also must have grown and harvested hemp for at least two of the past four years, and if an individual applicant own at least 51% or a majority of the licensed entity. So really, New York State, the way they approached this was look to their hemp program, which is slightly akin to the cannabis program and recognize that the hemp licensed entities have the infrastructure and the ability to sort of jumpstart the program. And then That's Megan, what activities does the conditional cultivator processor license actually authorize? The conditional cultivators are authorized to cultivate indoor or outdoors within certain capacity limits and within the same or an adjacent county as their hemp license authorize them to grow hemp in. The bill and the regulations also give the cultivators the ability to minimally process and distribute cannabis. And that ability itself expires next June, in June 2023. Likewise, processors are permitted to process only at the same location as they processed hemp in and can minimally distribute also with that same deadline of June 2023, at which point they'll have to apply for a separate distributor license if they'd like to continue those activities. Okay, and then switching gears just a bit, um, who's eligible for the conditional retailer license? I heard you mention justice involved earlier. Can you explain? Sure. So justice involved is defined in the proposed regulations 
as an individual who was convicted of a marijuana-related offense prior to March 31st, 2021, or had a close family member who was convicted of a marijuana-related offense. And that could be a parent, a guardian, a child, a spouse, or a dependent. In order to be eligible, that justice-involved person must have also held, for a minimum of two years, at least a 10% ownership interest in a business that had a net profit of it for at least two of the preceding years the business was in operation. And you will need to submit documentation that substantiates those eligibility requirements. So the justice-involved criteria for the conditional adult use retail is fairly narrow, and this aspect of the program is really only designed for approximately 100 licensees. And is that a limit? In other words, uh, no more than 100 conditional licenses will be issued? A hard limit hasn't been announced, but the Office of Cannabis Management has described these conditional licensees as the first wave, the first wave of the retail dispensaries. And they're actually setting aside 100 to 125 different locations where this wave of dispensary owners will conduct their operations. So in other words, OCM is, is really planning to hand the keys to these 100 to 125 locations to the conditional adult use retail licensee holders, along with a loan, a low interest loan that will be issued um, in conjunction with DASNY, the Dormitory Authority of New York. Great, thanks. And then can you just elaborate on the activities um, for those that are, that are given the conditional retail license? What does that license actually authorize? So the retail sale will really mimic what's in the MRTA. It will permit retail sale of adult use cannabis at the dispensary. It does not permit on-site consumption or uh, like a bar type atmosphere for cannabis consumption. That's not permitted as part of the conditional adult use retail. It's strictly the sale. So the OCM will give you the keys and the capital to, to set up your, your store and permit retail sale there. And again, that will be in accordance with the other terms of the MRTA, which prohibit sales to minors, those under 21, and preclude you from citing your dispensary in within a certain location of a school or a church, et cetera. So the, all those, li those laws still apply to the conditional retail licensee. Megan, thank you so much for joining us today. Your overview was fantastic. For more information about how Harris Beach can help you navigate the changing cannabis landscape, please feel free to visit www.harrisbeach.com cannabis. It is there that you can connect with Megan and I and our other teammates and subscribe to receive more cannabis content like this. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Harris Beach Podcast. Be sure to visit harrisbeach.com to join the conversation and access show notes. Please rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast.